Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? This is Justin with Off the Road Podcast, and today I got a uh, a Floridian with us, but um, it's not important that he's not from Texas because he makes amazing music. And uh, within the next year or two, I feel like um, everybody's gonna have him on their playlist. With no further ado, let me introduce my man, A Beck. What's, What's going on, brother? Also got. Most of y'all are going to know I've uh, done some stuff with Clint in the past, but he is actually a creative director of sorts for um, A Beck. He does a lot of visualizers for his music. And uh, yeah, man, we're going to have a good chat today. Big I got to uh, see where we're at. Where we're at. So, uh, man, how's life going for you, A Beck, at the moment? It's busy, dog. That's good. Better than busy. alternatives, right? Big facts. Yeah, I got two kids too, bro. So shit's always crazy. Yeah, yeah. I actually uh, got some inside information. We can start there because uh, being a father is first and foremost the most important thing to me. But you got some really cool names for your children. Go ahead and tell the people your children's names. Yeah, man. So I got a three-year-old. His name is Avery Jupiter, and then my one-year-old. His name is Caden Mars. Man, that's awesome. What was the inspiration behind those names? Uh, just basically like. Me and their mother, we love the the galaxy. We like stars, space, like all that shit is like super inspiring and creative. So we're like, fuck it, man. Let's just run with it. Man, that's awesome. First, that's we awesome. was going to name them like the actual planets as a first name. But then we was like, man, let me not. Let me... Wow. No, that's awesome. And I guess um, let's go ahead and let the people know that you're from the, uh, what is it? The city of beautiful Orlando. Yeah, that's what they call it, man. And um, I thought they called research. it like you guys have more restaurants per capita than anywhere in the United States of America. I did not know that, but I can imagine. There's like a restaurant every corner, bro. Yeah, it's the home of Olive Garden and Red Lobster. Yeah, Darden and the Backstreet Boys. Darden. <laughs> I, was, I actually used to work for Darden a couple years ago. Yeah, me too. I were definitely uh, slaying shrimp at Red Lobster. Feel me, fam. I was a Longhorn guy. Yeah, man. I guess, what's the um, worst job you ever had, Beck? Bro, no lie. When I was 18, like I was like, Yo, I'm going to get a job that summer after high school. And I worked at Circle K, the midnight shift. Bro, I didn't last my 90 days, I swear to God. That sounds that sounds about as bad as it can get. I have a friend that worked nights at a store, and he had crazy stories every time I seen him. Facts, bro. It was like, I don't know, man. Like, I got robbed for some lighters within my like first month. I was in the cooler stocking, and some dude ran in there and like robbed like fifty lighters. I'm like, yo, what you want me to do? I ain't gonna stop him. Man, I got a story. Um, this actually is pretty cool. Like, so at the very beginning of COVID, the job that I took was 
the graveyard shift at a 7-Eleven, like the overnight key holder manager or whatever. Because it was the first thing that opened up. And um, I, uh, three stores opened in the very limited time that I worked there before restaurants started opening back up. And all three stores that opened all had ATMs that were loaded with over $100,000 cash before they That's opened. Wild, bro. All three of them, the night before the grand opening, got robbed. All three. Like, tell me that's not an inside job, dude. <laughs> Big facts, bro. All right, so I guess um, since we heard that uh, interesting story about jobs and robberies, uh, what a better way to go into uh, talking about the music business than talking yes, about sir. getting caught. Yeah. That's how he writes about uh, the real the, how he writes about the real shit right there. That night at Seven Eleven with the lighters. Big facts. <laughs> <laughs> now, I want fans to go check out um, check out the release slide that ABEC put out. And um, the question question that I got is why the music sounds different since that. Um, man, I think it's just growth, man. Like, honestly, my my biggest thing always, and sometimes it works against me, is like um, there there's no box to me, right? Like. I can make any genre I wanted. So, like, it's, like, a lot of people struggle to find, like, okay, what is this guy on? Like, is he going to rap or is he going to sing or is this, like, Afrobeat? I got dance shit, house shit. Like, so, to me, it's always about, like, what I feel, like, in the moment. So, Slide was just, like, a turn-up joint. I was like, yo, that's, I'm turned up right now. I mean... It's just happened in a moment, and then when I when I decided to put shit out, it's like, yo, let's just put it out. Like, oh, that's awesome. Now, how how did the uh, this might be a little inside baseball, but how did the T Paint app influence you? Um, yeah, man, you you hit me on the elbow right there. <laughs> so, like, to me, like when I first started making music, like it was like Auto Tune had just popped off. And it was like, a lot of people don't realize this shit, but when Autotune first came out, like, and T-Pain was out with it, it wasn't the easiest thing to get. So, like, I'm talking, I think it was like a thousand, two thousand dollars And I was in middle school, so, like, you know, that's kind of impossible, bro. So, even if you had the, the Autotune, like, the Interis Autotune, the real shit, like, you had to have, like, an iLock key... Like, it was really hard to get a, a like, a, like, you had to have your own number. You know what I'm saying? Like, everything was very particular. And the T-Pain app was like, oh, it's free auto-tune, right? Like, you can actually record joints on this fucking app and auto-tune. So, like, we started using that shit, and it was like, that shit just started a whole addiction, bro. Like, damn, this is incredible, man. And I was a really ass singer back in the day. And now it's like, I'm not going to lie, like being on auto-tune, like you learn, you have to learn to sing. Like, obviously, you have to hit the right notes for a shit to sound good. So the T-Pain app was just kind of like a pusher, bro. Like, yo, this, this shit's going to be crazy, bro. That's, that's awesome. And then I guess as you kind of um, progressed, let's talk about how would you describe your time writing um, for Aaron Carter? Um, I knew what I was getting into, man. Like, I knew it had to be different from my style. Like, 
obviously it's gotta be him so i just kind of did studying like on the, the album that he had just put out like you know where is this guy going how do we want to sound what are we talking about and then like also he kind of wanted like a florida vibe so i was like i mean i'm florida through now you know what i'm saying bro like i'm i'm fucking florida as it gets so and me and him share like common interest in growing up like florida boys beach going type shit you know so i just like put all of that in the thought and then just created man and he fucked with it when i was um telling somebody about doing an interview with you i told him a few things i mentioned that and then i said do you remember the group uh smiles and south star and they were like yes tell me and i was like yeah he's actually you know works for him that was the thing that got the biggest reaction and i didn't realize that people still know the so how you know, how was your relationship and go ahead, go ahead that's my big brother man like I learned so much shit like when I first came into the game and was like actually talented. Like it took a long time to get talented. I'm not going to say like I walked into the game and I was like this motherfucker's hot. Like I had just started getting like really good at writing and recording and like actually putting out records and then um I actually I was working with a producer named July and he's now signed with Sony. Well, July was working under Southstar so they was like yo i'm really fucking with this kid yo south check this kid out and then we started working in like every show he's done since then like i've been on like i i got to see like smiles and south star perform tell me you know that's what i'm awesome. saying like yeah, yeah, on stage true. with him like that shit to me coming from orlando bro it's like that's one of those legendary full circle moments like you grew up listening to this shit now you touring with the dude you know what i'm saying like so Southie's really been like a blessing to me, man. Like you just, it's really important to learn the industry before you're in the industry. And I got to do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's amazing. Um, we'll dive deeper into music with you and ask you how, um, how the beach boys, you know, your love for them, I guess. Yeah, man. Like I remember growing up, like, and my pops whip we didn't get to listen to like hip hop or nothing. So it was like like you you kinda wanted to be like, Man, this shit's whack. Like everybody else is listening to this in school and I'm pulling up to school listening to fucking the Beach Boys or Van Morrison or fucking MJ or Phil Collins, like bruh. But I fell in love with that shit, bro, like cause I had to listen to it. So I was like, Let me just study the shit and the beach boys were so creative to me like if you really learn about them and how they wrote and what they wrote about and their experience and stuff like harmonies all that shit was just like on a whole other level than most Dude. artists of the time you know what i'm saying so like to me it was very inspiring like i want to do that shit bro like i want to be my one of a kind you know what i'm saying i felt it on the on the song that a bag um dropped it was a flip i guess of sorts a couple of weeks ago we did a little video to it but the first minute and a half it's a uh, sugar we're going down it's the flip on that yeah but the first minute and a half of it is abex sing singing around with himself um like the end of god only knows but like updated right. and modernized and when i heard it i was like ah oh, man he finally there's some beach boys in there it's sick that's um I do want to touch on one thing. We have, how do you um, 
how is your relationship with your father and has he been an inspiration into your mu you know you being a musician yeah man like pops pops keeps that shit real man all the time and like I guess you could say, like, I inspire all the time to, like, make him proud with some shit. Like, I'll send him my best shit and be like, yo, peep this. And he'll be like, yo, put that shit out, bro. And it's like, because, you know, like, obviously, bro, I wouldn't be so in tune with music or, like, or have such a knowledge of music if it wasn't for him, right? Like, he, like, constantly was, like, putting me on the whole time, and he didn't even know he was putting me on. You know what I'm saying? So, like. He's like the master plug, like the master creator of what I am now. It's funny you say that. I tell people having, um, I had a stepfather come into my life later. And what I realized that was what a good father does is it's pretty much a cheat code through life. Um, facts, yeah. You, you kind of have like somebody like stand you. So um, I just want to say salute to him. I'm always, I, I can't promote father and sons or fathers in general enough so i want to say salute to him and that's dope that you were able to you know share that with us yeah that's facts bro like and you don't realize this shit till you get older man you're right. like god this motherfucker is right bro <laughs> like my pops always told me like when i was a jit i wanted to be a chef because he he like ran restaurants and designed restaurants like that's what he does he's like dog you don't want to be no chef bro trust me and then when I worked in a restaurant when I was 19, I'm like, yo, I was a server, right? I'm like, bro, I don't want to work back there, bro. Them dudes got it bad. Like, he was right. So it's like when you get older, you realize shit, and you're like, yo, man, this this dude's a fucking genius, and I'm just a dumbass. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was just dumb. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's cool, man. Um, So I guess let's kind of come up to date and um, talk about what you got coming out musically and what can we expect for the first, you know, half of 2022. Yeah, man. Um, So I got a single coming out on Valentine's Day that we just decided on like a couple of days ago. We're like, yo, let's just fucking do it. It's called Rebound, uh, produced by one of my homies here, man. And Clint's got the artwork, whole team involved. that's coming out next. Uh, we got hopefully the garden, which is like an EP slash movie that'll be dropping here soon. I got a lot of work with my buddy Dev dropping. I really just want to give people like the best version that I can this year, like in all sense of a brand. I want to give them the best merch. I want to give them the best music the best vibes like i want to give people more of like what's behind the scenes because i'm really like a not really a shy person but like a private person so i kind of want to just give people like the whole abec experience this year there's like a lot of different like you know i'm i'm fortunate enough with the position that i have with abec i'm fortunate enough to have stuff months in advance and i can tell you that you know, he was talking about all of the different notes and genres that he fills in on. The next six releases don't even sound like they should be on, like, the same album or coming from the same person. Like, I mean, the jumps that we have that we're working on, I mean, Garden's going to blow y'all away. Like, you know, hopefully right. I can live up to the um, lofty bar that was set by the vocal and production of it. Well, Clint, tell me. Um, I know we we talk music a lot, and you're always good at um, describing a sound. So, um, how do you describe the sound of Garden? 
Garden is a... Hey, before he answers, bro, I want to say, that's a tough fucking question. No, no, I and, and I probably wouldn't ask everyone, but I'm really excited to see what he says. Yeah, I want to see what he says, too, because <laughs> shit, I don't even think we know. So Garden is like this ethereal bath into an emotional ride that starts and ends at a completely different place. And what the amazing part of it is, is in the middle of the journey, and this is why it works so well as a movie, this concept, we kicked it around for about a week or two before we started putting this stuff into motion. So, I mean, the timing on it, especially when y'all see it, it's, it's remarkable. I mean, even the audio recording of this is a remarkable project. I mean, to be able to make five songs that can play as one or as five, I mean, that's, that's a testament to creativity and I mean, you know, obviously, hands up for that. But at the in the middle of the, there's all this tension, and there is this point where the sound basically snaps, and you go from this like lofty trance state to where on the back end of it, before you finally get to the release where you are okay with everything that's happened, you hit this just like frantic what's happening, almost paranoia type feel. It's like a and freight so, train. Yeah, and over the course of this journey, what's amazing is if you sit back and you allow the music, and I pray to God I'm able to get these visuals able to match up with them, because I mean, what we're attempting is a fully rotoscope slash stop motion animated feature film that goes with it, not a visualizer, not like, showing the album art getting made you know this is like the real deal it's like a mini movie and each song though also in its own way has the same journey and so the fact that he was able to replicate that not just once on a grander scope but also five individual times and it's very subtle in those tracks um it is an emotion it's it's a mental ride man and like you know pulling sounds from everything from Daft Punk to, um, you know, a lot of Phil Collins. Like, I know he mentioned that. Um, I hear a lot of like Depeche Mode Violator in there. Like when I'm listening to some stuff, like um, it is a journey through the 80s, skipping the 90s and putting you right in the end of the 2010s, like all nice. crammed into one. It's, it's wild, bro. I have to play some for you. Yeah. yeah, no, no, I, I can't wait for it now. Um, Clint's been talking about it, but um, yeah, yeah, I can't wait to hear it. Now, this being a uh, Texas podcast, have you been to Texas? Have you toured here at all? I have not, man. I want to, I really want to go out there. I got boys that have been in Texas. My boy Dev, he opened up the Sugar Factory. Yeah, she's bad. Look, there is our, our villain. Woman. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like uh, my boy Dev, he, he goes out to Texas a lot to do like the sugar factories and stuff. I'm I'm hoping to make that play here soon, man. It's just like shit's been crazy with COVID and all that. So you know yeah, how it goes, man. Yeah, yeah. We'll link up to you. There's a couple places. Waco's booming right now. And there's uh, two venues there that I booked. So I definitely can't wait to, you know, get you down. Well, let's get it, man. You know, I'm down. So let's talk about some, um, what's a dream collab, man. A dream collab would be like, 
if I could get like Phil to produce some shit. Maybe if I can get T Pain. I don't know, man. Like it would. I just what I'm trying to go for is like the most incredibly like sonic product that I could be, right? So it's like, how do I put all of that together? Like, who needs to be in a room for that? So, like to me, one of the greatest producers of all time is Phil Collins. So it'd be like, if I could do some shit with Phil, man, I'd be nuts. Pretty sick. Pretty sick. I want to hear Abeck end up with Chino Marino, bro. How do you feel about Deftone? Are you familiar with that genre of music? A little bit. Like, Clint's put me on to it. I mean, I can see it working. Yeah, I just don't know how to make it work. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, I, getting yet. it there. But you you asked for Dream Collab. Like, the way that... The way he layers his music, I'm telling you. Like, there's a topical layer and then this whole subverted layer. And it's way too like complex to be just locked in with you know hip hop you know fly by the seat of our pants hip hop or whatever like that there's, yeah. a, there's a lot more substance to it like um if if standard radio hip hop is um dessert like abex like the five course meal so yeah Damn, and let's let's bounce it back to orlando this actually just popped into my head now i may be wrong but is the guy um Forgiato, is he from Orlando? Forgiato Blow? Yeah. He's from Tampa. Ta okay, 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 okay. I'm, I met him before, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He um, I he was in Texas doing some stuff, and uh, yeah, yeah, I came across him. But interesting guy, for sure. Yeah, I mean. He's got a nice little buzz. He's working. Yeah, he's working. And the thing I'll say, though, too, is like I, I just saw, like, from my end of it, I respect him. All the like all those artists, but I feel like they're trying to create like that whole that whole lane. Like it's not really like country rap, but you know what I'm talking about. You know, like yeah, and you, you know the vibes. Are are you into the the guys who kind of really do it well, like the Jelly Rolls and Struggles and Oh, bro, on everything I love, like I watch Jelly Roll because Jelly used to work with um, a promotions company out here. It's called CSR. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they were the same ones that worked with Caskey before signing with Birdman. And Absolutely. So I, I've seen Jelly. Short. He's like the little short uh, Iranian guy or middle Indian looking middle, dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, Doug and I don't know the other guy's name. But them guys. So I, I watched Jelly like from way back in the day, like the YouTube clips. Right. And I had his first mixtape. Like Jelly Roll out here was, he was big, bro. Like. And to see where he's going now, like, that shit is incredible, dog. Like, that's an artist. You know what I'm saying? Out of when, when, when I first started rapping, they kind of pushed us all together. I was doing it, was like a group of us. It was like uh, MGK, Mac Miller. And I would do shows with all these guys, Jelly Roll. Out of meeting everybody, Jelly Roll's the person that deserves it more than anybody. A hundred percent, bro. The like, dude is on a journey, bro. There's people who seem like good dudes, and then there's just dudes who are genuinely like good dudes. And uh, man, I'm happy. Like I said, I'm I'm super happy that he's enjoying the success he's enjoying. Yeah, and like struggle too, man. Struggle is like he's the OG of it all to me. Like, right. I well, met Struggle actually. I was when I was serving for Longhorn. Okay. Struggle came in and he sat at my table and like bro, I ain't gonna lie, like he was running me wild, but like bro throw me like a hundred dollar tips. The tip should have been like forty bucks. Like 
He took care of me. You know what I'm saying? Like, and the thing I like about Struggle is like he puts everybody on. Right. Like he done put his, his daughters, both of his daughters, in position to win musically yeah. though. Like, and there's talent, so it's like really dope to watch that shit. No, no. What about going further than that? Have you familiar with the Haystack? I, I'm, I like I've heard of it, but I haven't really like studied it like. Okay, that. so that was that was the first to break this down real quick. That was the first one. He's from Tennessee. He was the first country rap guy. He had a deal with Def South when um. Who, who got that Scarface got the Def, uh, Def Jam South deal. Yeah. He was going to sign two people. He was going to sign Haystack or Ludacris. He okay. signed Haystack, but Haystack caught a, a charge. So he went and signed Ludacris, and the rest is history. But uh, check I out. I do the- remember that. I do remember that. Yeah, man. That's that's super cool. Man, I know you're always working. Um, you're a prolific artist. The amount of stuff that you put out is amazing. Um I don't want to take too much of your time, but is there anything you want to tell your fans and tell our people before we head out? Man, just put on your seatbelt, man, and enjoy the ride with me, dog, because we going crazy. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.